And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, would you consider yourself to have a refined palate? Probably not, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. I think it's, I think my palate is probably more expansive than some people, but I wouldn't say I'm overtly adventurous, but I think I'm more adventurous than you. I would say so. And uh, we're kind of jumping right in because I've been really excited about this all day. How are you? We should mention that. How are you? How are things? How is your Halloween? How's life? How's the world? It's fine. All right. Great. How are you? Uh, I am doing okay. I am doing okay. Uh, It is the day after election day. Um, It is. I am. I am grateful that some people with some very narrow-minded views are no longer part of the local government in the town in which I work. Um, that makes me happy. That makes me feel like we are at least going to be able to head in a positive direction. Uh, but otherwise, do I am you, fine. Do, do you work in the town where I live? No. The other one. I work in a town next to the town you work in. I always think that you live in the town that I live in. Did you used to, or did you used to like student teach or something? I remember you going to a place. I I have gone to many places. (laughs) Uh, I now work in a town that we lived in. Yeah. I I know. I, now that you say it, I know where it is. Two separate years. Um, Yeah. But, but yes. But no, I did you ever work? Not in the town in which you live, no. What am I thinking of? No idea. Did your wife? No. I don't believe I have ever stepped into a school in the town in which you live. Okay. All right. Um, I will also say, oh no, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna say it because I'm I'm terrified. I have a bad habit of spoiling your pieces of positivity. So I will save it. And bring it up at the end. Um, okay. How was your Halloween? Uh, quiet. We had about five or six trick-or-treaters, two of whom um, could have passed for adults. My wife wanted us to get dressed up in some sort of costume and try to trick-or-treat ourselves. And I'm like, I have facial hair that is going gray. I don't think it's going to work. Um, Did you uh, tape lollipops to your door? No, we actually opened the door. Whoa. Not, what is this? I, I will I will freely admit, not my choice. Um, mm. but we we weren't ready. <laughs> we forgot that it was <laughs> Halloween. And so yeah. by the time the first doorbell rang, we were like, oh, I guess right. we're doing this. So but again, and then it was, all happened in 30 seconds and by it was like over. by like seven, we were like, all right, let's just leave the bucket outside and go hide in another Did room. the bucket disappear? No, it was still out there in the morning. Was it still full of candy? Um, no, it was about maybe like half to a third full. So nobody emptied it though. No, no. All right. Uh, Was yours quiet? Was Oscar relaxed and relieved and everything? No. 
So Uh-oh. we did not answer the door. We left a bowl at the end of the driveway. But I got to tell you, after you know last year being sort of off, don't get me wrong, I don't think we got as many people this year as we got like two years ago before this whole thing started. But the children were out. They were monstrous. They were unattended. And so children were just like running up the sides of the yards, just going from house to house without going back to the road and just like coming up like none of our lights were on uh, and they would just come to the door and ring the doorbell and bang on the door. And it's like none of the lights are on. Like, what do you think you're doing? You are breaking the social contract. Yeah. Uh, but of course they were unattended. Like there were tons of kids that had no parents with them. Um, so no, Oscar did not have a relaxing evening like last year, but, uh, which meant neither did you. Yeah, not really. Not really. We probably um, should have just answered the door. I was going to say we made an effort, but yeah, I, I could see on the street where you live, like putting up a lawn chair near one of the, like the intersection to that little side road. And being like, you go this way and go around the cul-de-sac and then come back. And I'm not going to go with you if you are a certain age, because there's no way you're going to get like, you're not going to get lost. You're not going to get. I will say, though, in the past, that's never been the case. They're always like parents have been with kids in the past. I don't Mm -hmm. know what happened this year where parents were just like, you know what? F it. We don't care. If you get abducted, great. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. There was just a different a different mentality, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, um, it was quiet. I, you know, usually there are there are packs of children, we had white and oil makeup smeared all over the glass of our door from someone wow. who must have been in makeup that was like pounding on it. Like, give me the candy now. I don't know. I was just like hooligans. Hooligans is what you're describing. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened, uh, but I'm I mean, glad it was that fine. you are. It was just a little. Yeah. Hmm. How did exam number two go? Uh, well, I just think it's amazing how much you can try to throw people a bone. And, oh, man. Don't me wrong. The majority of people did better on this exam than they did the last one. <coughs> like, I feel like, you know, went totally out of my way to really, really loft a softball here. And you still get people that, like, flunk it Uh-oh. hard. And Uh-oh. I'm just like, how did you not even like look at the material? I mean, you probably didn't, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. When, well, you're not done, but you're coming up on being closer to done. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I've only got like four weeks left, maybe. Yeah. Not too much. Like two more weeks of lab and then a lab final. So like three weeks, I guess. And then it, Lecture goes for two weeks after that. So like five weeks or something. But yeah, Still, I mean, yeah, we're almost there. Light is at the end of the tunnel. Those two we're or three weeks halfway, those two or three weeks of vacation are going to feel really good. Yeah. I don't want you to wear pants the entire time. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. But. Uh, I asked you about your, your refined palate because <clears throat> Jeremy Our good buddy, Jeremy, one of the hosts of the Piece of Business podcast, um, posted something in the Bestie chat, um, and it was the results of a test, the food choice test. And so to to 
summarize, it says food has always been tied to class. Researchers from the University of Pennsylvania now believe they have a way to identify your social class based on how they feel about certain foods. The results are not always what you would expect. I'm eating these delightful sea salt and cracked pepper pretzel chips that are ridiculously good. And I obviously inhaled a piece so I can like <laughs> feel it like right at the, like in your throat. And I'm like, I'm going to either cough up a lung or we're just going to push through. Um, so I wanted to see people then began taking the survey. And I was like, this is exactly <clears throat> the nostalgia feels good to me because we we used to make our we would the meat and potatoes of DC and Doc Talk was these food survey type things. Um. So I have a question for you, and it'll really depend on your laziness. Okay. I have this survey open twice, once for you and once for me. I could send you the link if you would like to do it, um, or I can do it for you. Uh, I guess send me the link. I, I, I don't want to burden you. I don't think you're going to between two me. tabs or anything. I, it is not a, a big burden, but I will send you the link. No, no, it's not a burden. I'll just let you do it. Though. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so now there are 35 questions. So is this like a bracket type thing? I'm choosing no. a food that I like. No, better I will than name a food and okay. you will tell me how much you will like to eat it. Either agree, disagree, or somewhere in the middle. There are, this looks like, let me see here. This looks like it could be, it's like a five point Likert scale. Okay. You know, so one to five, one being disagree, five being strongly agree. And three um, being eh. Three being neutral. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are 35 of them. And then we also have seven emails. So they're so going to be here a while. Buckle in. Buckle, buckle up, in, everybody. Everyone. Question one Doc Manson, how much would you like to eat truffle mac and cheese? Huh. Uh, I'll give that a three. So neutral. Yeah. I mean, I love mac and cheese. I don't normally eat truffles and I've never had truffle mac and cheese, but I would try it. But since I haven't had it, I don't feel like I could say strongly agree or disagree. Well, here's a question for you. My, my default on most food is, yeah, I'll try it. So like, is that a four? Because I would try it. I'm above feeling like, eh, and like I would be excited at the prospect of trying it, but I've never really had it, so I don't feel like a four is really valid. No, I would say a three. Okay. Then I, I would say a three. three is I would try it. A four is I would like to eat it. A five would be I would love it. Okay. Then I would go with a three. Uh, I went with a one because I've had truffles before, a local fancy pants restaurant we've gone to. I tried a beef and truffle, like a short rib and truffle pappardelle pasta. I don't understand why truffles are popular. It tasted a bit like dirt. Yeah, truffle oil I've had. And yeah, it's got a very uh, earthy dirt flavor for sure. Uh, But I would try it. I would try it. Uh, Question two. How much would you like to eat soft serve ice cream with 24 karat edible gold? I mean, again, I would try it. 
I don't really, but like, I feel like that's a stupid question. It's like, does anybody drink the gold schlager because it has gold flakes in it? No, you drink it because it's flipping delicious. Right. So like the, the soft serve ice cream with gold in it, I would eat it because it's soft serve ice cream and I would love it. So like I would give it a five because it's soft serve ice cream, but I don't care about the gold flakes. And like the gold flakes don't scare me off of it. But like if this is good, if this is to say, oh, you're hoity toity because you want the food with the gold flakes in it. Like, I no, that doesn't enter into it at all. <clears throat> I just want the soft serve. So your ranking is I went with a three because, again. I'll try it. I've never had edible gold. I don't particularly need You've had edible gold, gold in my life. I suppose. But You've had again, edible gold. Fine, but I didn't. Re- I don't remember going. Oh, you know what really made this good? The edible gold. Well, right, and that's what I'm saying. That doesn't enter into the decision here. But it's a cone of soft serve ice cream. So is that a five? I guess so. Yeah, let's give it a five. I love. A, I love a good soft serve ice cream. Ah, uh, question three. Caesar salad. Um, I'll give it a four. I like Caesar salads. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to agree with you on that one. I think a four is the right answer. Uh, so four, four chicken nuggets. Oh, um, are they good chicken nuggets or lousy chicken nuggets? Well, you could have asked that question about soft serve ice cream. Not all soft serve ice cream is the same. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but there's a big gap (laughs) in Tyson chicken nuggets that I'm heating up in my microwave and and freshly fryolated McDonald's nugs. There's a big gap there. I I I guess we would say an average to above average. Because I'm going to be I am going to be exactly as excited about that chicken nugget as it is quality. So if it's a lousy nug, that's a one. If it's a great nug, that's a five. Since we're assuming an average nug, I'm going to give it an average rating. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. These don't look, they certainly don't look like McDonald's chicken nuggets. One of them is cut open to reveal what looks like legit chicken meat in there. But Uh, I don't know that that. But again, in fairness, like if you gave me a a, a McDonald's chicken nugget that's been sitting underneath the heat lamp and is not piping hot. Like, it's just sort of like, mm, maybe you could call this tepid, but really it's on the cool side. I don't want that chicken nugget. Like, that's a two at best. You know what I mean? But there, I do think there are fives in the world of chicken nuggets. Sure. But we'll go with the three. We'll go with the three. Are there fives for you when it comes to meatloaf? Hmm. Okay, so do I have to assume a plain meatloaf? Or can I assume like it's a bacon wrapped uh, Tex-Mex meatloaf or something like that's a meatloaf. You can do a lot with a meatloaf. <laughs> I'm already regretting. <laughs> we made it five questions. But seriously, this is it a is shitty not, It does not look like a bacon. It is not a bacon wrap. This looks like a meatloaf that has that like ketchup glaze on the top. Is it a ketchup glaze or a mustard glaze? It's red, so I'll assume a ketchup glaze. All right, because if it's mustard, you can that shit could get right out of here. All right, that's a that's a that's a negative two. Uh, but uh, uh, just the uh, okay, I'm just going to assume they said meatloaf. They mean regular meatloaf. One of my favorite meals growing up 
was my mother's meatloaf. Um, so I am going to go ahead and give that a four. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, my mom made meatloaf. I didn't love it. It wasn't my favorite meal. But it wasn't bad. <clears throat> my problem is my nostalgia for my mom's meatloaf is such sure. that no meatloaf now can match. So now if you ask me if I just wanted a meatloaf, I'd probably say like a two because like it's just not going to live up to the meatloaf that I've got in the memories of my taste buds. Has Mrs. Manson accepted that challenge and tried to make you a satisfactory meatloaf? And if yes. she hasn't, she will now. No, she definitely has. And, and, and it was good. It was just as good as your mother made. Correct, Doc? No. <laughs> I am trying to help you. <laughs> she knows this. We've had this conversation. And I will say, we've got a recipe now. I legitimately look forward to having. So we've got okay. one that's good. But it took a while. I think she, would, she wouldn't have a problem admitting it. The next item... A sloppy Joe. You know what's crazy about, about meatloaf, too? Um, that My mom's meatloaf. Sorry, I don't mean to go off on a tangent here. <laughs> but that, that meatloaf my it. mom used to make, yes. she had this cookbook from the 70s. Uh, I, I don't know if it was like a, a Betty Crocker-style cookbook or what it was. But it basically explained how to make a bunch of different common dishes using your microwave. Yeah. And so she made her meatloaf in the <clears throat> microwave. She didn't bake it. It was purely in the microwave. And it was mwah, phenomenal. I, I have mentioned, I think, that my father-in-law, one of his signature dishes was ground beef cooked in the microwave. So it's gray. There's no Maillard reaction. It's yeah. just gray. Yeah. Uh, elbow macaroni and canned tomato soup. All right. And you would mix all of those things together, and that was, quote, unquote, special noodles. I had it once. It was perfectly fine. If you like sodium, which I do, it's <laughs> perfectly fine. How, how does your wife feel about special noodles? Um, when I made, like, pasta, like an American chop suey with elbow macaroni and ground beef cooked in a pan in olive oil and actual tomato sauce with, like, diced onion and things— um, she was very confused. She was like, it tastes like special noodles, but different. And I was like, better? And she was like, it's different. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not better. All right. Well, the it's, question it's funny, is, though, because that, that kind of stuff that you have as you're growing up, it, 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 it burrows into your exactly brain. It. That's exactly it. You know what I mean? And yeah, it can be really hard to get, get past that. Hence the microwave meatloaf, right? Do you have sloppy joes burned into your nostalgia brain? I will tell you, DC. Uh, uh, you sent me a text message today that said, hey, when when do you want to record? Can you pod today? And I said, I don't know. I got to stop on the way home. I had maybe six o'clock. And then I got home a little bit earlier. And I was like, ah, I'm making dinner. I'll be with you at 545. Uh, sir, the reason why I was able to get here 15 minutes earlier than my original projection is because... We made one pan Sloppy Joes uh, for dinner tonight. Sloppy Joes are one of my favorites. Don't mess with the McCormick powder in a pouch. It is the perfect Sloppy Joe. I've tried to make Sloppy Joes from scratch. I've tried a thousand different recipes. Yep. They all suck. We, 
<clears throat> we had a HelloFresh recipe. We used ground chicken instead of ground pork, but we made ground chicken sloppy joes, making like the barbecue sauce, the ketchup, the cornstarch. It was good. It was pretty good. I don't remember liking sloppy joes as a kid, but this was really good. Yeah, uh, I love sloppy joes. I'll give them a five. Yeah, we did not make uh, sloppy joes at home. So the only time I got sloppy joes was in the school cafeteria, and those aren't as good as what you could possibly Yeah, make. I will say, again, the sloppy joe thing for me, just like with the meatloaf, is totally a childhood thing. And the McCormick is probably the exact same thing, because that was what my mom used to make it. She just sure. made it from the pouch, and that's still the sloppy joe to me. I would like to know. I'm sure at this point it's ruined, but I'd like to know from our UK contingent. Question one, do you have sloppy joes in the UK? And question two, if you don't, what do you think it is? (laughs) And if you do, but it's a sex act, (laughs) it's the wrong type of sloppy joe. Yeah. Uh, The next one. My problem with a lot of sloppy joes recipes. Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I love this is talking ex- about food. I, I, will, I will tell you this is exact. I'm, the fact that I'm getting a little vexed is exactly what I wanted <laughs> from this. Um, so the problem with Sloppy Joe recipes is they all, and this is, I was just basically talking, I alluded to this in the meatloaf. They always have mustard in the recipe for some reason. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about like powdered mustard, but. A little is always too much for me. It sure. overpowers the flavor of everything. And like I've tried, I've tried to tell Mrs. Manson, we just, just, just a recipe without the mustard. And she's like, ah, it's just a little mustard. It's fine. And every time I'm like, I hate this recipe. Does it have mustard in it? And she's like, yes, it had mustard in it. I'm like, well, I can taste it. That's all I can taste. That's all I can taste. We'll go on another tangent here because I don't believe I've asked you this question. I should really chew the food before talking. That's probably why it keeps getting stuck. Um, Rank the following four mustards. Yellow, honey, Dijon, brown. And I know you're going to What's the difference between Dijon and brown? Brown is spicier? I think so. Um, Yeah, like a... Yeah, I would say so. I could be wrong. You could just do the three, but I, I think brown mustard is slightly spicier than, than like a Dijon. It's a, okay, see, this is a difficult question. Because and, and I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. It depends on what you're eating. Yeah, 100%. If it's yeah. a hot dog, I'm putting yellow mustard on it all day long. If it's a chicken tender, it's only going to get the honey mustard. Mm-hmm. If it's a, a, a delicious deli sandwich, I'm going for the brown mustard. Um, I can't think of any reason why I would choose the Dijon mustard, but if it was there and there was no brown mustard, I would use it. Sure. But like in terms of how often I'm using them, yellow mustard would probably come first, followed by honey mustard, then the brown mustard, and finally the Dijon. But I think the Dijon I'm going to use to cook probably more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. It's a Yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's get back to this because we're only on question seven. A foie gras burger. Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. Yeah. You're going to have to explain to me what that is. I believe that is the uh, a goose liver. They feed them all sorts of ridiculously fatty foods to make the goose liver as fatty as possible. Um, and then you slice it 
it's often served raw, I believe. Hmm. But, or I could be wrong on that part, but it could be used in like pate, things of that nature. I would try it, but I hesitate to say that's my standard three because I would try it, but I would be less enthused about trying it, I think. I gave it a two for that exact reason. I would try it to say that I've tried it, but I don't think I'm going to like it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Beef stew. It's fine, but it's never going to excite me, so I'm going to give that a two. Okay. I... uh. That was another thing we had at home, and I liked it fine. My wife makes a, I will say this, I believe my wife's beef stew is better than my mom's. We have a slow cooker stew recipe yeah, that we make frequently. That's why I think it is. Yeah. And it is quite good. Um, but it's still, it's just, it, when I hear we're going to have a stew, I, I, I just, I don't think I ever get excited about it. Um, but it is usually a good meal. But I, I'm still going to say it too. Yeah. Muscles. Mm, I'm going to give it a three. Like if I was getting like a seafood fra diavolo and there were mussels in there, I'd eat them. But I'm never going to order like a side of mussels. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. Right. You're going to have questions about this one. All right. Por- the, the, the food is pork. Now, I understand that can mean many different things. This looks like a pork loin. That's what the picture is telling me. This is a pork loin, like roasted. I'm going to give that a two as well. I think a pork loin can be quite delicious, but I often do not enjoy them as much as I Mm -hmm. probably should. Uh, We don't eat a lot of pork now. My dad made a pretty good pork loin. With, oddly enough, Dijon mustard. Sure. That's a good use of it. Uh, Grits with a lobster tail. Never had it. But, hey, two great things. Put them together. Uh, I'll give it a four. I like grits. I like lobster tail. Yeah, I I am sadly allergic to lobster. But when I did eat it before I knew I was allergic... It was pretty good. I will give that a three. It also depends on the quality of the grits. If it's good grits. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever, I mean, do you know that you'll die if you eat lobster? No, but when I handled, when I am like shucking a lobster, I get a So funny story about that. I think this is super weird as well. My father-in-law if he handles shellfish, mm-hmm. he has an allergic reaction. Yeah. He can eat it all day long. Hmm. No problems. Once we found out I was, I had the allergic reaction, we decided it was not worth risking. And, you know, my uh, that was the thing. I, I was like, how did, how did you figure this out? But that like, you're having the I, reaction, but eating it is fine. How did you figure did that eat, part out? I did not eat shrimp and lobster at all as a kid. Thought it was gross. Married a woman who is very much into shrimp and lobster. Started trying it with her. Found out I actually like shrimp better than lobster. Then started cooking it and handling it. And, you know, at first I could handle it fine. But if I'm handling a lot of them. If you're don't your allergies eat, change every few years? Is that a uh, myth? I don't know if they change every few years. But you do 
develop new sensitivities over time. So let me ask you a question about shrimp. Since you say you like it better than lobster, um, one can you have shrimp now? I I have had shrimp. It's something that I'd like we do nervously just in case. Yeah, <clears throat> but I have had it. It's fine. I don't go out of my way to eat a lot of it, but I'll have like one. We went to a little, you know, roadside stand to get these noodle dishes. My wife got a shrimp fried rice. I got chicken noodle. A chicken noodle bowl and I had some of the shrimp in her fried rice and it was good so like I don't know maybe this is the before times but if you have you ever sat down with like just you know your traditional sort of chilled shrimp cocktail uh yes how many shrimp like that could you put away and that's not my favorite way to eat shrimp yeah but specifically least- that way though that's what I'm asking because I four like to, shrimp. Four to six, maybe. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Before like, the cocktail sauce, I'd be like, I don't want this flavor anymore. Well, you don't necessarily have to dip every one. You could just yeah. eat it plain. Mm, um, yeah. I, that's, that's exactly me, too. I like shrimp, and I could definitely, volume-wise, eat more than four to six shrimp. Yeah. But I get to about the fourth one, and I'm like, the texture of this is such that yeah. I have had enough of this shrimp. Yes. If I'm cooking it, like I used to do this shrimp and corn and rice dish, I'll eat 12 in the dish. You want you want to batter those bad boys with some coconut and fry them up? I'll eat them all night long. Yeah. Will you eat sashimi all night long? I've had sashimi. Um, I don't normally order it, but I'll give that a four. I, I would eat a bunch of sashimi. I don't care. Yeah, that's good. Roasted chicken with green beans. Um, Roasted chicken is one of my least favorite chickens. I do like green beans. I'm going to give it a three. I like it better than a pork loin, but. Lobster mac and cheese. Okay. I'm getting excited here. Um, I might give that a five. That's one of my all-time favorite things to eat, I think. I'm giving it a three. Mainly because I don't want to die from eating lobster, but I would tr- certainly try it. Yeah. Oh, here's a five for me. And this shows what kind of classy bitch I am. Hot dog. <laughs> um, this is just, I know this is tough. Just a hot dog, like a regular hot dog. It looks like a <clears throat> grilled hot dog. It's got the grill marks. It's got a swirl of ketchup, a swirl of mustard in like a double helix thing. Uh-huh. And you can see relish along the inside of the bun. Oh, uh, if it's relish, I'm giving that a one. If I can have it without the relish, I might give it a three. We'll, we'll give it a three. We'll say there's no relish for you. All right. Pulled pork burger. Um, I need clarification again. Is this just pulled pork on a bun or is this... A hamburger with pulled pork on top of it. No, it's pulled pork. There looks like there is some sort of slaw on top. Though, of Ooh, course, that's optional. If with it's the slaw? No, no, no. We, we need the slaw. If it's a slaw, if it's a slaw, uh, 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 pulled pork, that's a five. Yeah, I agree. It's got to have the slaw. Fish and chips. I like fish and chips. Fried food is good, but it's terrible for me. Uh, but just purely on do I like it? I, I'm going to go with a four. Chicken noodle soup. 
I'm going to give it a four. I like chicken noodles. Come for food. Yeah. This looks like an actual like artisanal one, not a Campbell's. Although Campbell's chicken noodle soup is pretty good, if I remember. I love the uh, soup in a box. What it, brand is that? Lipton or something? Or mm-hmm. Extra noodles all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Fried oysters. Fried oysters. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever had fried oysters. What do those look like? Let me see. Oh, shockingly, shockingly, they look like fried oysters. I'm going to give that at least a four. Never had them, but they look like they're delicious. Mac and cheese. I'm going to give that like a, a, a two. Really? It's funny because the lobster really. I it, was going to say. Well, part of my problem is, and I haven't been doing this consistently, but just eating a bowl of mac and cheese these days is not good for me. Ah. So I tend to avoid it. But if there was lobster in there, probably against my better judgment, I would eat the bowl. If I can That's eat fair. It. That's fair. What if they put some pulled pork in there? Yeah, I might eat that too. Yeah. Uh, potato chips. You know, I used to love a potato chip. I used to love that nice saltiness of a potato chip. But I'm definitely less enthused about them these days. I'm going to give that a two. I said it recently uh, in answer to a question on this podcast. Potato chips might be my favorite form of potato. So that was a five for me. All right. Uh, A southern cob salad. What makes it southern? No idea. All right. To the Googles. (laughs) Or if Jeremy, what, what is a southern cob salad? Uh, chicken blue cheese hard-boiled eggs avocado and oh no that's the traditional one yeah avocado let's see what makes it southern spicy southern kitchen black-eyed peas and cornbread croutons is what they say um oh okay um that sounds great i'll give that a four all right four for you i love avocado i love bacon i love fried eggs Cornbread croutons sound amazing. A defrosted pizza. So I'm assuming a freezer pizza. Whether it's DiGiorno, whether it's American Flatbread Company. But is it just defrosted or can I actually cook it? Yes, you can cook. I'm going to give it a three. They'll do in a pinch, but they're not a real pizza. Yeah. Fettuccine Alfredo. You want to talk about stuff you probably shouldn't eat. Anymore. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to give like a one. Not, not, I'm, I'm not but much on lactose. Yeah. And um, never I've never really cared for the fan. flavor. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, w- I went with a two, but I'm not, uh, not in love with it. Yeah. Uh, toasted or grilled ham and cheese. That's a solid rainy day lunch. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like to take the ham and sort of put it down on the flat grill just for a little bit. Not enough yep. to get rubbery, but, no. you know, you want to sizzle it up a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to give that a four. I would love to have that with, with a side of tomato soup. Sure. I would like that with a side of chicken noodle soup again. Sodium. <laughs> All the soup. Although tomato soup is probably the same thing. If it's soup, it's sodium. So chili con carne. Love it. Five. Yeah, that's a uh, solid four for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with a four. 
It's not like an all-time favorite, but I mean, I'll go back and change your answer. You're gonna have to, yeah. Uh, Always completely inaccurate. This says chicken sandwich. I will describe it for you. Okay. It looks like more of like a hoagie roll. Oh. It looks like some sliced chicken breast. It's okay. not like a McChicken. Okay, but is it, it is it like grilled some, chicken or fried? Yes, it looks like some sliced. Grilled chicken, lettuce, tomato, mm. unmelted cheese, which I think we can avoid that part. Well, what kind of cheese? But it looks like your traditional yellow American craft slices. Yeah. What kind of bread is it? Looks like a an, like a Italian, or does it look like a French it, bread? No, it looks it looks almost like a wheat grinder. Yeah. Wheat. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna give that like a. I'm gonna give that like a two. Yeah, you could find way better chicken sandwiches than the picture they have. Yeah, I, there, in my mind, there is a chicken sandwich that I would give at least a four to. Sure. But not that one. No. Yeah. Uh, a baked potato with fixings. Two. I see. Yeah, I see. I see some melted cheese and some caviar on top. If there, no, not caviar. Bacon. Caviar is the next one. If 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 honestly, if um, if the baked potato had nothing on it, that might be a one. The yeah. fixings gets it to a two, but I I still That's don't fair. really want to eat that. Caviar. It's, it's funny though because like you go to the the big uh, E. It's a big expo thing. Sure. You know, big state, fair. in a different state here, but it's it incorporates cuisine from all the states in the area. And one of the big things, I, I don't know which house it is. Is it Maine? The Maine yes. house? They yes. they sell the uh, baked potato with like all these fixins. And it, you go there and it's this giant baked potato, all these fixins. And there's a line wrapping around the damn building. Like you can't get one of these potatoes without waiting in line for two hours. And I look at those people. Make your own potato if you want one that bad. I look at these people and I'm like, what are you doing for a potato? Mr. Seinfeld, it's been a real treat to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Why do they eat the baked potato? Caviar. I've never had caviar. Well, wait, caviar is fish eggs. Yeah. And I eat a lot of sushi and that little crumbled stuff on the top, not the crumbled stuff, but like the little uh, uh, reddish sphery or black sphere things. That's caviar, right? Yes. It's good. That's salmon. That's salmon roe, usually. I mean, how do how do rich people eat caviar? Like, do With like a spoon? Would, really? Like they would just like on a, eat? Like a, on a cracker, on a little bellini, on you know. But yes, usually you you open the caviar tin, and it's either generously scooped onto your entree, or there are the little tasting spoons. Like you're trying to flavor it, like Baskin Robbins. And you try the caviar. They have caviar tastings. I don't know that I would want to eat it that way. And is sure. that what we're talking about? I I suppose technically this is just a bowl of caviar. But I'm going to give it a three. I would try it, but and I certainly like it on things. Sure. But as the thing in and of itself, I am, I think, unlikely. But I I love the alliteration on this one. A tuna tartar taco. Ooh. Uh, what kind of fixings? What kind of fixings are we talking? 
uh, looks like some sort of sliced avocado. Oh, yes. And maybe some microgreens. Okay. On a corn tortilla or flour Sprigs tortilla. of arugula, perhaps? Yes. Oh, my goodness. This sounds delicious. Uh, I'm going to give that a five. That excites me. All right. I looked this one up. And tartar, the- that's raw. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, looks like, it's, it looks like it's maybe kissed a grill yeah, yeah, to yeah. sort of change the outside, but 80% of it is raw. I would so try that. More. I would try it. I eat, also eat sushi all day long, so that doesn't scare me. This is called a Sasher tort, which is a mm. Viennese chocolate cake. The world's most famous cake, supposedly. The original Sasher tort. Never had it, but if it's chocolate, I'm going to love it. So we'll give yeah, that a five. A, yep. Uh, petit fours, which if you, you've watched the baking show, you know what petit fours are. The little bite-sized cakes of various flavors. Yeah, okay. Um, as long as I can eat more than one, I'll give that a five. Sure. Steak tartare. Never had it. This is this is just a scoop of, you know, the chopped up mince thing. There's some red onion. There's some greens. There's some capers on the side. Some, you know, long rectangular crackers and then egg yolk resting on top. Never had it. But, you know, I do like um, uh, a, a nice... I'll even eat a nice rare steak. So it doesn't scare me again. Um, I've had raw egg. Not my favorite thing, but again, doesn't scare. Like I would be, I would be intrigued to have it properly prepared. Like I would go, I would go beyond the three for this. Like if it was coming from like a good chef, like I would say four or something like that. If I felt like I could really trust it, because I would be excited to try it. So four what you said sure as long as we're just making up numbers we have two questions to go the penultimate choice uh fish sticks how likely are you how much do you want to eat a fish stick this looks like straight out of zero gordon i I like i like fish and chips like a nice big slab of haddock or cod all fried up i'll eat that all day long but one of those sad limp frozen fish sticks uh Negative 10. I don't want that. I don't even want that in my freezer. Never mind in my mouth. The last one, oysters. So I've had raw oysters. I assume it's raw this time because it was fried before. Um, We had some uh, neighbors, friends, really, who lived in the condos next to us. The Russians. I used to talk about them probably on the show. And... One evening, I don't remember what the impetus was, but they just knocked on our door, called us outside, and they just had a bucket of oysters. And we were just, they were like, come, help us eat. Slurp them down. And I don't know. I think Mrs. Manson had one, and she was like, okay, yeah, that that was, mm, that was an experience. And I am yeah. good. And I think I probably choked down three of them. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, just like with the 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 shrimp, it got to be where my mouth all I could it was just like a mouthful of salt water or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I just couldn't do anymore. I, I I enjoyed it. I would do it again, but Not I don't so I don't know that I would ever go to like a raw bar and actually order it. 
But, I'll, you know, I would have, if that same situation happened, and someone's like, here, help us eat a bucket of oysters. I'd have a few, so let's give it a three. I know, that's a, a neutral. I would do it, but I'm not seeking it out. All right. So based on your answers and what you know of this survey so far. Yeah, I'm going to say I fall into the Jeff Foxworthy crowd. No. So what it is, I'll put this in the bestie chat. Uh, they give you. God damn it. Um, it's a circle. And it's five categories, lower class, lower middle class, middle class, upper middle class, upper class. Okay. And then based on your answers, it gives you, you fill in those wedges of the circle. The one you are the highest in is upper class. Am I? Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like, uh, it was going to be matching me up with my Marvel character that. No. And they're, they're like, ah, you are, you are Captain you America. You are Star-Lord. Yeah, right. All right, hold on. What, are, what did you get? Oh, I'm lower class for sure. <laughs> I realized about halfway old. through you stopped saying what your results were. I oh, I I don't like a lot of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a very picky eater. All right, so I'm putting it in the bestie chat now. There are your food results. All right, but I got I got a solid representation in that lower middle class. I because again, I love that meatloaf. I love that sloppy Joe. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty open minded. I'll try anything. And I am now posting my food results. <laughs> <laughs> my t- Doc's top three, upper class then middle upper middle class, then lower middle class. My top three, uh, lower class, and then lower middle class and middle class are tied. I'm not eating tuna tartar tacos. I'm you wouldn't eat caviar. a tuna tartar taco? I would try a bite, but I don't imagine I would like it. I don't know. It's like uh, 10 years ago, if you told me fish taco, I would have said, uh, even like any kind of fish taco. Maybe not 10 years ago, 15 years ago, certainly. But then I met my now wife on our first date. She made me go and eat sushi. And that was the first time I'd ever had raw fish. She made me eat a piece of octopus sushimi. And so yep. I see now she posted her food choice in the bestie chat. And I don't know. She and I, I, don't she think, and I are meant to be. It's, it's almost identical. I don't think she answered my... truthfully because she's the one who made me eat sushi. She's the one who made me eat octopus sushimi. She's the one who really convinced me to eat uh, uh, the oysters. And yeah, she, she tapped out after one. But like she is yeah. my gateway to all of this stuff. I was very narrow minded. Last time I went out to the to uh, the Cape, though, we went to a place, well, one place, and they had these just this picture on the menu of these fish tacos, and it's completely not me, but I just saw them, and I was like, that looks like the most delicious thing, and I had to have them. I ordered them, and they were, Mwah! they were so good, and then we went to the Berkshires one year, and we went to this little hole-in-the-wall, really sort of hoity-toity place where it was it was just this chef, and he would go to the local farmer's markets, yep. and he would have a unique menu every single day depending on what he found. And I got, I think that time it was just like, it was some sort of piece of uh, skate. Like, however he did it up, like, that's not something I would ever order anywhere 
but like it was on the menu and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try it. It was good. It was good. Well, I think that's it. You were willing to try things. Like I would eat octopus sashimi. Sure. Like I would try it. I, I was answering in more of the, do I think I would like it? Like the tuna tartare taco, I don't think I'm going to like it. Steak tartare, I would swipe, you know, I would swish that uh, egg yolk off, but I would, you know, I would try it. Fry the minute. All right, we need to get out of the bestie chat. Otherwise, we're not going to talk anymore. We're just going to keep typing. Um, but yeah, so you know, Doc Manson has a a refined, very refined palate to answer the question that opened this show, uh, and is very exploratory. Um, I, however, am yes, I am. I am a, I'm a plebeian, plebeian, and uh, I'm proud to be so. Give me those hot dogs. I didn't even say I, I will take the quiz with you right now. If you want. That's a separate episode. That's a bonus Patreon <laughs> episode of the Manson family podcast. Ah, um, Jeremy just said I had many, many mayo sandwiches as a child. I probably have shared this on the show before. I was going to invent the next great sandwich. And I looked in my refrigerator. I said to myself, everybody loves peanut butter and jelly. Two condiments. It seems strange, but it's are great together. I am going to find the next combination and make the next great American sandwich. And the sandwich uh, fillings that I uh, decided upon were mayonnaise and yellow mustard. And I ate sure. several of those sandwiches over the course of my childhood. I even shared some with my uh, neighbor, who an adult who, who to his credit, ate the sandwich and, and pretended like it was good. Uh, oh, um, my goodness. I I wish I need a time machine. I want to go back and watch little eight, nine year old Doc Manson toddling over to the neighbor's house <laughs> with a mayo and mustard sandwich. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Ketchup sandwich with potato chips. Delicious. Yeah, You know what? I really um, enjoy is. This was something my mom would do sometimes, um, especially like if it could be any sort of white bread, but it's really good if you get like the fresh baked Italian loaf and you, you can cut a couple of thin slices. You take a couple of thin slices of that Italian loaf bread. Uh, you slice some tomatoes. You put those down. You salt. You pepper the tomatoes. Yep. Put it together. You eat that. Mwah. Delicious. Yeah. Great sandwich. Yeah. yeah. My. uh my wife once when we were, I think we were getting ready for the wedding. So we were trying to eat well, made herself a BLT sandwich without the B. So it was just lettuce, tomato and Miracle Whip. <laughs> and she was like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But you know what it needs? And I went bacon. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. Uh, tip to the bestie chat. If, if, if you are making a sandwich and you like a tomato on your sandwich, doesn't matter what kind of sandwiches, cold cuts, whatever you're putting on there. If you're putting tomato on that sandwich, get yourself a little salt, get yourself yep. a little pepper, salt and pepper that tomato. It makes the sandwich. If you've never done it, oh, it's revelatory, I think. It's it's so good. So good. What is so good to me, besides the fact that that was 51 minutes of just the best time, <laughs> uh, is that we have seven emails. DC and Doc had- Talk. Strike back. I love it. Uh, I wish we, I thought we had eight, but we have that weird thing where some emails from last week trickle into this week. So Dan's email about Jonathan Gresham. Um, I will point out someone mentioned on Twitter 
uh, the never open weight title in New Japan, which can be challenged for by anybody. That would be perfect for him. Uh, but we do have seven emails, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, two come from our good buddy Forrest, a.k.a. Bosk, uh, who is not a frequent emailer, but it's always good to hear from him. The first one says, Happy Halloween. The thing that I think is funny about, the, about these emails is they both came in last week. Just they came in shortly after we finished recording. So sure. these were probably meant for last week. But anyways, hey, DC and Doc. Halloween Kills was a mess. I like, I like seeing new stories about icon horror characters, but it was messy. The campiness Doc spoke of last week was weird. At one point when the granddaughter is screaming at Myers on the stairs, I expected Michael to just elbow Cameron in the head as he walked down the stairs on a dare. Also, the constant town mob storyline was beaten to death. Finally, the Haddonfield Avengers were unlikable, except Cameron's father. I really wish they would have, ju- they would have done a better job with them. I will reserve judgment on the trilogy for once Halloween Ends comes out, but this really was a misfire. The best part for me was the flashback scene with Hawkins. Which, speaking of which, didn't he get run over by the doctor in the last film and stabbed in the neck? And he is laying next to Lori in the hospital bed? Most of the time, horror icon films are fun, even when they're bad. Like Jason X was saved by the hologram campground scene with the sleeping bag. Anywho, like Durant, good points. Too bad Bloom didn't have you as a consultant. I'm sorry, Jason X was great. The whole thing was great. I love Jason X. Start to finish. Start to finish. So good. Uh, wrestling has been put on the back burner right now, trying to keep up on the pay-per-views. However, I really wish AEW would stop talking about WWE. Just let the product speak for itself and vice versa. But what do I know? Also, Doc, which horror icon do you think that DC could survive, outwit, or outlast? I hope you guys have a great day. Boris. None is the correct answer. None. Even going back to like the classic ones, I think Dracula has your number. Frankenstein has your number. A zombie has your number. (sighs) The Wolfman might look at me and go, oh, he's family. Might. And leave me alone. Might. Yeah. Uh, I kind of look, I kind of, you know, if I had a little more hair, I could pull off the dad from Teen Wolf. Uh, I don't think this really counts as a horror icon, but yeah, you'd be adopted by Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Ah, oh, that'd be great. You just go into the forest to be a Bigfoot. That'd be great. That's fine by me. Uh, the shortest the second, little Bigfoot. <laughs> that's a great movie title. Uh, the second uh, email from Forrest, survive, outwit, or outlast answer. My thought, I think DC would survive, outwit, and outlast the Wishmaster. Happy Halloween. See, the problem is the wish. I don't know who the Wishmaster is. The wish, there's a series of films called Wishmaster. Um, it's ah. basically it's a gin, um, so a genie. Um, I, 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 th- I th- maybe the reason why he says that is because you would be careful with your wishes and you would think about what you were wishing for because it's one of those monkey paw style things, right? Wherever you wish for, it goes horribly wrong, right? And so mm-hmm. I just don't know that anybody can outwit an entity like that. Cause I think you can always twist something. I think the only way 
to outwit, outlast, or survive would just be to not engage. And I, you know, I, 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 I'll, I'll give it to Bosk. I'll give it to you. I think you might figure that out, and you might just not engage. And if so, good pick, Bosk. Good pick. Good. Pick. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen The Wishmaster before. That is a cool-looking creature. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. The first one's okay. Well, I didn't think so. The sequels are terrible. The first one's okay. We might need to do. I might need to make a mental note. Some Glenn, you're good at this. Glenn, uh, remind me for next Halloween. We should do a tournament based just on the look. Mm. Of, just purely on look. Yeah, maybe we can do it on the uh, next. Sounds scary. Halloween spooktacular. I love it. GQ can't do our show anymore, <laughs> but he can jump on and do sound scary. Hey, it was a good show. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about our, our Halloween tradition, uh, a traditional segment that is, which is our, our Halloween themed songs. I always love doing that segment every year. Um, I bring five. He brings five. We pick our favorites from the songs. The other person brought uh, for once GQ brought some decent songs. He had some good ammunition. First time for everything. Um, and then, you know, we, I love being able to bring back two good scares, give a couple of recommendations. One of my favorite parts of that show. And also GQ talked about toys for an hour. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> it wasn't uh, an hour. I, I kid. I kid. He was very excited. It's been a long time since he's been able I'm to gush about toys. Very so. glad he, he did say he did tell us he'll be there for episode 300. He did say that he'll be joining us on our proclaimers karaoke. <laughs> Uh, the next email comes from Brent, uh, AWI pod, a work in progress podcast. It's Morphin time. Hello, friends. Last week, I asked about Ninja Turtles. And this week, I have another childhood TV show question. Who was your favorite Power Ranger? Looking forward to episode 300 and some DDT karaoke. Did you have a favorite Power Ranger? I was. I I aged out of. Power Rangers by milliseconds. Like it was right, it was right on the verge of when I should have been into it, but I was just old enough that I was like, oh, this sucks and is completely lame. So, <laughs> no, I didn't have a favorite Power Ranger. I didn't like it at all as a kid, which is so funny because, especially looking back at it now, I almost want to go back and watch it more now because, you know, the, the thing with Rita Repulsa and always like, mm -hmm. make my monster growl and every episode ending with a giant kaiju battle. kaiju battle you think that would be right up my alley uh, but as a kid i just thought it was so lame uh i liked billy which one's billy the blue, the blue ranger. ranger the blue ranger the nerd with glasses i identified with billy <laughs> uh, or it should go without saying kimberly the pink ranger oh kimberly yeah all right i'll give you that i'll give you that but yeah, I, I didn't pay much attention. I watched a couple, but I wasn't like super into it. No, um, no sorry. Tim, we hear from Tim. Tim Johnson. A controversial topic. Gents, Halloween is in the rearview mirror. So now we have a very controversial question. When is it acceptable to start listening to Christmas music, watch specials, etc.? Do you wait until Thanksgiving or are you November 1st starters? Second question, or should I stop? Okay. Second question. Last week, you were questioned about around Halloween specials. I was yelling at my both until you mentioned I was yelling at you both until you mentioned Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the heist episodes. 
What are your favorite Thanksgiving specials? Best regards, Tim. I will accept Christmas music starting on Thanksgiving. If it were up to me, it would start December 15th. I, I, am, a, I am a bit of a humbug on most holidays. I just, I'm not wild about it. But if you want to start playing, you know, the Macy's parade ends with Santa Claus to kind of officially kick off the holiday season. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. I'm not watching a lot of commercials. I'm not listening to music. It's not like I'm surrounded by Christmas music all the time. Totally fine if you want to start at Thanksgiving. What say you? Yeah. Um, I would say Black Friday is the appropriate day to begin. The day after Thanksgiving. Sure. Okay. That's totally fair. Uh, Thanksgiving specials. Oh, come on. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is the best. He's eating toast and popcorn and like jelly beans. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I am partial to the Thanksgiving episodes of Bob's Burgers animated okay. show. Um, every year they tend to do a Thanksgiving ones. So there's been several of them. And Bob does this thing where he anthropomorphizes the turkeys and he gives them a funny little voice and he's, you know, talking He's talking to them, but also, you know, doing this funny voice um, as though the turkey were talking back to him. And that just always sticks in my head. And I always think it's very funny. And I practically do that around the house now with all sorts of different inanimate objects. I give them voices, um, not just inanimate objects. In fact, I think I think when I when I mimic, when I imitate Mrs. Manson, I think I give her the Bob's turkey voice. Actually, um, I think she also finds it quite endearing. Um, she's a big fan of that show as well. Um, so yeah, I would say Bob's Burgers is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll also mention uh, the West Wing has an episode called Shibboleth, um, which is a Thanksgiving episode. That one is very good. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm just looking around. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, that's 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 the big ones for me. There are. Just so you're not yelling again, there are, there are Thanksgiving episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, and you know all those all those episodes are pretty funny. But uh, not the, I think the Halloween episodes are definitely superior uh, to their Thanksgiving showings. So did that show just end like recently, in the last e- week or so? Yes, they were just doing their last season. So okay. I didn't watch any of it. I felt, I felt like my YouTube algorithm suddenly was showing me all sorts of scenes from like the final episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I was like, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, che, World Jellyfish Day. All right. Evening, gents. As November the 3rd is World Jellyfish Day, if you had to create a movie or a video game centered around a main character of a jellyfish, <laughs> what would it be? Hope you and yours are well. All the best. Ache. Sent from my kitchen. Uh, I love this email because, again, this is exactly what DC and Doc Talk would be. I would come over to Manson Manor. We would plan on recording three or four episodes of DC and Doc Talk to have a month's worth of content. And I would be on my Chromebook looking up. What are the holidays of, you know, this, this episode's coming out on November 3rd. What are the holidays for November 3rd? What could we possibly talk about that was kind of thematic? Because we were, again, if you don't know what DC and Doc Talk is, we were on the NAI 
New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, and we were the show that didn't talk about wrestling because that's how we find our joy. We're assholes. <laughs> um, and on that last episode uh, with, with, with Liam Stryker, Eddie McCabe, uh, he claims that that never bothered him, but I knew the truth. I don't think it bothered him. <laughs> I don't think it bothered him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh in my head, I immediately went, since we were just talking about Power Rangers, what if like it, science discovers that all jellyfish are just one jellyfish and they're starting to come together to form mega jellyfish, this, you know, giant, huge sea monster, um, you know, and they have to come up with some other creature to be able to battle this mammoth jellyfish. Um, there is a video game called I Am Fish in which you're a fish in a bowl and you're trying to get to the ocean, I believe is the, the entire premise. And so you're trying to maneuver the bowl and like roll it down, you know, roll it across the room, roll it the different places in order to, to escape. Um, what about you? You're the, you're the creative one. Jellyfish movie ideas. Um, well, I would probably just do a monster movie of some sort. Um, so Toho has a movie called Dagara. Uh, basically, one of the Toho is the people who make Godzilla. It's a kaiju film from the '60s, um, and it's basically about a giant space jellyfish um, that comes down. And I think starts stealing the coral reefs or something out of the oceans. Um, so you could totally do something like that. You know, something a little bit different. Space jellyfish that could be fun. And just a couple of years, maybe it was last year, two years ago. There was a movie, for a long time it was streaming on Hulu, maybe it's still there, um, called Sea Fever. And it's sort of this um, monster movie that takes place on a boat. And those were sort of jellyfish-like creatures in that one. So something like that could totally work. Um, there's another movie called The Sand, where there's like this giant sand jellyfish that lives underneath the sand and hunts its prey. And when the tide comes in, like it washes it to a different beach, you know? Um, you can do all sorts of creative things with it. Um, so yeah, really anything like that. I would, I would do some sort of horror thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe go something more grounded, something like open water, but instead of being surrounded by sharks, you're surrounded by jelly. Were there jellyfish in open water? There might've been. I'm not, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. You could go something serious and tense with it. Something realistic, or you could go completely out of left field and have space jellyfish, Attacking the International Space Station. I don't know. You could have a, a million cool things. Remember, do you remember the um, the Matrix movies? They had those mechanical yes. sentinels. They were called sentinels. They're these big, like, squid-looking yes. things. Those kind of, I mean, they're, they're, they're traveling sideways instead of sort of up and down. They kind of look like mechanical jellyfish. Just, I don't know. That, you know, something like that. Go crazy with it. Do something nuts. I don't know. Uh, apparently, there were jellyfish in open water. So, you know, there's plenty of good examples of jellyfish horror movies, but they're weird, right? They're these weird translucent things with no brains. And what are they? Uh, they got these little stingers yeah. and, you know, yeah. they're, they're creepy. They are. Yeah. I remember reading. I never saw Open Water, but I remember reading the premise. And for some reason, I assumed they would get saved at the end. Spoilers. They don't. <laughs> uh our next email comes from Glenn, the bestest of all besties. Who's the monster? 
Sent from mail for windows. Hi, guys. No question. Just an observation from my weekend's Halloween viewing. During their weekend Universal Monster Extravaganza, the Horror Channel showed The Creature from the Black Lagoon and its sequel, Revenge of the Creature, where the scientists, who were supposed to be the heroes, actually turn up in the poor creature's home, torment the life out of him, then leave, leaving him for dead. Then we go on a year where another bunch of scientists go back to the lagoon to see if the creature is still alive, and when they find he is, carry on where the first lot left off, managing to capture him, putting him in a tank, giving him shock, electric shock treatment. When he escapes his tormentors and is obviously unhappy with mankind, he goes on a rampage. They hunt him down and kill him, leading me to think at the end, who were really the monsters of these films? Thanks, Glenn. You got it, Glenn. Haven't you made the argument that humans are actually the villains of Godzilla movies? Um, a lot of them, they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. This, I don't necessarily know if that was the intention of the filmmakers of the creature of the Black Lagoon or its sequel. Um, but you think about it. Not so much in like the Universal Monsters, but I, like you go back to it and like. The monster in Frankenstein. Is the doctor is Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster is not the monster. I mean, don't get me wrong. He does murder people in cold blood, but he does it because he's been spurned by not only his father, his creator, his God. You know what I mean? Like he's been completely uh, abandoned. So like he has the ultimate motivation for the things that he does. And so the movie of Frankenstein is not necessarily like that. They do, I think, in the original Frankenstein paint him. Uh, in the scene where he kills a little girl, it is unintentional. He does not intend to do it. He misunderstands causing that murder to happen, but it's still not quite the same as in the book. Uh, I don't think that you would blame the townspeople for burning Frankenstein in the movie necessarily, although you can understand how he was misunderstood. So there is some mm -hmm. sympathy or empathy there for him, but not like there is in the book, I don't think. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty common trope you know any sort of yeah. zombie uh movie series pretty much that's always the lesson yeah yeah we got it yeah we're the monsters all right very <laughs> creative thank you <laughs> our last email of the evening comes from mitchell world superhero entertainment pick a men's women's tag team and men's mid-card champion for a theoretical wrestling show with a roster made solely of superhero no holes barred on the publishers the version of the character whatever you'd like you can make on together or separately dealer's choice. Hmm. Interesting. So men's women's tag team and mid card champion for a wrestling for a superhero wrestling show. I will go. I'm going to try to pick the non obvious ones. Like, you know, it seems obvious to make Superman your men's champion, Wonder Woman your women's champion. But I'm going to, I will say my men's champion is going to be Gladiator from the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. If you remember your X Men TV show from the 90s, um, you know. The, the whole Dark Phoenix storyline, the Shi'ar are there, Empress Lalandra, 
Uh, Gladiator is an awesome, awesome character. He's kind of like Superman. He's got very similar power sets as Superman. Uh, he's got like a blue mohawk. Um, but yeah, I like him. All right. I think he would be he would be my champion. Who's your Who's your champion going to be? Hmm. Does Super Cena count as a superhero? You could go with the Peacemaker, I suppose. <laughs> All right, let's do Peacemaker. There you go. <laughs> uh, my women's champion. Hmm. Hmm. I will go with Catwoman, but she is feuding with the Black Cat. The, the Marvel character. So you've got the kind of two versions going at each other. They're going to wind up having some sort of feline street fight sort of thing. Um, but she she would be my women's champion. All right. I'm going to go with Catwoman also, but the 90s version with the skin tight purple bodysuit. Okay. Good. That works. My tag team champions. Ooh. Kind of hard to go wrong with the Wonder Twins. Who are they? They were like the old like superhero shows, mm. like the old time, and they would like touch the head rings. Yeah, like, yeah. Wonder yeah. Twins power activate right. form of corn cob, whatever they wanted. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go with yeah. Colossus and Wolverine. Nice. Because I want Colossus to Fast. throw Wolverine fastball special. Yeah, exactly. Every day. Good call. <laughs> Uh, and my men's mid-card champion, I'm going to go with Daredevil. No power, well, no real superpowers. He's got the enhanced senses. He's not interested in the big, like, this is his kind of niche division. Like, he's the champion of Hell's Kitchen, and he's just your mid-card champion. All right. Mid-card champion. I'm going to go with Starro. <laughs> nice. That's great. That's the <laughs> mid-card champion. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for our brands to battle each other. <laughs> we get Daredevil versus Star. It's going to be so good. <laughs> uh, excellent question, Mitchell. Uh, thank you to everybody. Forrest and Brent and Tim and Che and Glenn and Mitchell. Thanks to Dan for sending that email from last week that I didn't get until this week, but that's okay. Uh, Doc Manson. Piece of positivity. What do you got for me? I don't know. Should I start warning you at the beginning of the show? It's like you have no, because I, I still wouldn't come up with it. So I'll go. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this last week. Um, I am caught up in my comic view, uh, comic reading, and new comic day, like. On, you know, Marvel Digital Unlimited every, is it Monday, Tuesday? Sometime Monday or Tuesday, uh, they upload like 10 to 12 comics to Digital Unlimited. They're the new issues of, you know, current stories. And so I, you know, click on the link in my bookmarks bar and their stories. Let's see this week. What did I read? I read the last issue of the 12 issue cable, uh, you know, series that was pretty good. I read a Spider-Man that I don't really care about. Um, 
They have a Black Widow run that's pretty good. They have a Daredevil story that's pretty good. Daredevil's currently in prison. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy, you know, I never went to the comic book store every week for new comic day. If I got comics, it was random or they were gifts. So being able to like, like, hey, let me check out this, uh, you know, let me see what's new is pretty cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, as a kid, I, I did used I did used to go to the comic store like once a week. Um, so that was wasn't necessarily new comic day because what day do they release? I don't remember. Yeah, because this is you know these are comics. They are a couple of months old technically. I think because it they want you to buy if you're really into it. They want you to go buy the actual comic book or pay for it. Yeah, yeah. This is this is essentially streaming. So I'm waiting the couple of months, but it's, you know, new to, new me. to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, all right. What do you got? You got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 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 I had sloppy Joe's for dinner. I was excited about that. Hey, you're you're into November. You're almost done. What'd you say? Three weeks of lab, five weeks of lecture. I know that seems like a lot, but before you know it, it's going to be done. I am looking forward to this being over. Absolutely. Um, it's been fun and um, rewarding, but it's been a ton of work. Exhausting. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing. I'm going to sleep like a, a, a log at the end of this thing for sure. Um, I look can't, forward to doing it can't. again if that gets thrown I, my way. Having gotten so. a lot of this prep done, I think that's awesome. You know, I think... I mentioned on, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I'm applying to some other positions with more uh, teaching focus. And I don't know if anything there is going to pan out yet, but you know, I, I get, I, I have a nice feeling inside knowing that I've got some proper experience. Finally, that somebody is going to look at on a CV and say, all right, I guess we at least got to give this guy an interview. And again, I don't know if that's true. I haven't gotten any interviews yet, but I, I at least I'm feeling more confident in that. At what point does it go from resume to CV? It's like when I, if I were to apply for a teaching job, they say, submit your resume, three letters of reference, yada, yada, yada. But is it, it once you get to the doctoral level, they feel like they need to add the Latin, the curriculum vitae in, sort of thing? In the United States, I would say yes. The line is um, the PhD. Um, yeah. In otherwise, it's it's the latitude or longitudinal lines that lay between us and the UK, Europe. Because I think over there, they pretty much use the term CV exclusively. It's I think resume is really just an America thing. I don't know that for sure. UK besties, correct me if I am wrong, uh, but I think that's the case. I think they use CV over there more commonly. I'm always reminded of the Carol Burnett sketch with Mr. Tudball and Mrs. Wiggins. And she goes, here's my resume. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I am glad I can't wait for those episodes where you are, you are done. You're in your cabana shirt. You got the flip flops on. You're on a vacation, even though you're not actually going anywhere. Hey man, I don't know if you can top DC and doc doc strikes back. This has been a phenomenal episode. It has been indeed, and we've got some serious conversation going. If you want to take the uh, food, I'll post the food link, 
and you know we can compare see if your tastes are as lower class as mine um doc manson anything you'd like to say before we head out into that good night if you would like to have your thoughts read on the air send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com you can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes by going to ddtwrestling.com ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice and finally if you like what you've heard and how could you Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to add just a little bit of financial support to DC and doc. It helps us keep the lights on and this pod cast train a chug a lug in. Pencil it in on your calendars, folks. If my math is right, and it usually isn't <laughs> December 17th, Friday, December 17th. Appears to be episode three hundred. Uh, what episode do you think this one is? Because you this one is two ninety four. Right, I did look that right, up. He's good. He's good. All right. Uh, now you know it would make more sense if we waited a couple weeks and tried to record episode three hundred during our vacation. But you know, I might just need to take a day for episode three hundred. It might need to just happen. So we will coordinate schedules. But sometime very soon, in the next six to eight weeks. There will be some serious celebration as we hit 300. Yeah, I, I honestly think what we should do is we, we should get to 299. That would be the week before the 17th, right? That would be the 10th, I guess. And, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll say we're taking this brief break because we want to time 300. We're going to, you know, take another week off. We're going to have it happen over yep. the holiday. And then we just ghost. Yep. <laughs> we're just gone. <laughs> 300 never Glenn is just waiting to let people into the karaoke session. No, I've been just waiting years later. He's got this big beard. He hasn't been able to shave. He's like, someday they'll come back. Someday. <laughs> All right. Uh, until we meet again, my friend, thank you for joining us. 294. We love you. Can't wait to celebrate with you until we meet again. My friends won't you be our bestie. DC and Doc Talk. Strike back.